0: There is something that happens when life leads you into a transition. The world shifts and your body feels like there's an earthquake bringing forth destruction, transformation, tears, and questions. When change swirls through our lives, it is often a calling to take a journey into new waters, a calling for a spiritual journey into the depths of our souls. It is not an easy journey. This journey is often wrought with confronting counterfeit places within us and releasing our deeper innermost selves, our true selves. The journey calls us to come home to ourselves and to become who we really are. Often we find a struggle within us because really nobody wants pain. We don't want to blow up our lives. We want joy. We want to feel good. However, sometimes the deepest growth comes when we listen to the spirit inside of us and open the windows of change. The sacred intent of life is to move us continuously to growth, to recover lost parts of ourselves that we left behind and restore our souls and fully embody our oneness from within. Divorce is often a transition that brings many women and men to their knees. It is a transition that calls upon us to sift through the ashes of our marriage and find our voice, our authenticity, and our deep love for ourselves. My next guest, Michelle Pegues, knows the journey of transition. Her story is very deep, and I imagine very familiar to our listeners. Michelle has been through divorce, and through her story, you will see how her transition brought her back to unwavering confidence and self-love. She has discovered her roots that hold her when life brings storms. So welcome so much, Michelle. Thank you so much for coming today.
1: Thank you so much for having me. That was such a beautiful and powerful introduction. Wow.
0: Thank you very much. Thank you. Well, it's it's coming from your story. Yeah, so... So, welcome everyone. Welcome to Soul Centered, your Om Your Power Power podcast, a podcast brought to you by Soul Centered. We are a spiritual center for anyone seeking meaning, purpose, and healing in the afternoon of life in midlife and beyond. We provide healing and guidance services to anyone seeking to make a shift from a self-centered to a soul-centered life at midlife and beyond. My name is Ariella Halevi, and I am your co-founder and your healer in the afternoon of life. I'm an empath and energy healer, helping women to make a shift from living in their shadows to feeling empowered, whole, and strong in their future. And Michelle is a Certified Women's Empowerment and Relationship Coach. She is helping women to step back into their power and reclaim their worth after divorce so they can find the love and companionship they desire without all of the self-doubt and sacrifice. Her personal journey from overcoming the loss of miscarriage, divorce, depression, and narcissistic abuse to creating the life of her dreams as a mother, business owner, and finding an incredible aligned partner has inspired her mission to empower women to rewrite their stories and create the life and love of their dreams. So again, Michelle, thank you so much for being on with us. And I know that your story is really not only important for our listeners, but it's heartfelt. I have read your story and I know you a little bit personally, and um, I'm going to really give you the space right now to dive into your story so that our listeners can hopefully resonate and see that there is love and life after such big transitions. So if you would kind of take it from here and really, if you want to tell your story and tell your journey, I would love to hear it.
1: All right. All right. Thank you. Thank you so much. Um, Yeah. So, my story of transformation really begins with my shattering. You used that term with me when we spoke last, and it really, really spoke to me because that's exactly what it felt like. Um, Yeah, I've been using that term ever since. Uh, So, that's really where my story begins. Uh, In 2011, I lost my second child to a midterm miscarriage. And this was the most traumatic thing that I'd ever experienced. And I had to endure it alone. Uh, My husband, he just simply wasn't there for me. His reaction was "Mm, that these things happen and that he he just couldn't identify with my pain. Uh, He couldn't understand my grief and the depth of the loss and the trauma that I was experiencing. My feelings were being invalidated and belittled, and it felt like I was being shamed for, for my grief. My whole world shattered. Our relationship crumbled, and I fell into a deep depression. I felt as though I had not only lost my child, but now I'd lost my husband as well. I felt heartbroken, angry, abandoned. I'd never felt so alone and so completely hollow inside. No one could possibly understand how I was feeling. I, I even began to fantasize about my own death and how it could offer me the peace that I so desperately craved. I didn't know how to ask for what I needed. I spent a lifetime making myself small and people pleasing. So when it came to my own needs, I had no idea how to voice them. And so in my brokenness and in a desperate need to be seen, to be loved and to be validated, I had an affair. I carried an immense amount of shame and guilt about how our marriage ended. I blamed myself for hurting my ex-husband I took on all the responsibility and the guilt about how my choices would affect our son for the rest of his life. But I thought what was done was done. I had to move forward now. So I put a dry band-aid over my wounds with hopes that they would heal with time. I hoped that maybe if I found the right person to fill the void, everything would be okay and I could be whole again. But years went by and the guilt and the shame still clung to me. So I numbed my pain with alcohol. I spent countless nights at the bar searching for someone to fill the void. But because of the lingering shame and the guilt, I attracted nothing but negative relationships into my life. I attracted liars, cheaters, and finally an abusive narcissist. I was choosing my partners based on my beliefs about myself and what I believed I was worthy of. I was entangled in this abusive relationship for two years. I even had to get professional help to get out of this relationship safely. But even still, the guilt and the shame, it still clung to me. So after that, the negative relationship patterns still continued and the drinking continued and the familiar suicidal ideations were back in full swing. And so that's that's when I really, really broke down. I'm gonna, I'm gonna pause here for just a second because I know that some of your listeners can relate to my story. Like even though their stories may be different than mine, I'm sure that they can still relate because what we all share is the experience of losing our vision, feeling broken at some point, this feeling of shattering, feeling lost or alone. Pain and suffering are universal. We all experience it at, at some point, but I think it's just so important to remember that when we're feeling alone like this, we're actually not. You are not alone in this. And maybe in my story, maybe you recognize also that I had created a belief around the circumstances of my divorce that said I was unworthy of love, that I didn't deserve someone who treated me with kindness and respect. It was almost as if I was punishing myself through the relationships that I allowed after my divorce. And it was this awareness that came later that allowed me to shift everything. So, so there I was, I completely broke down. I was curled up on the floor of my bedroom, sobbing uncontrollably, drunk on the whiskey I was using to drown my pain. I didn't want to live this way anymore. I knew that I deserved better and my son deserved better. I had finally had enough. I was tired of these stories and these beliefs preventing me from creating the life and the happiness that I knew I was capable and deserving of. It was time for me to take control. So what did I do? I picked myself up off that floor and I hired a life coach. I'd never invested in myself like that before, but I had to show up for myself in that moment and prove to myself once and for all that I was worth it. This commitment and investment in myself changed my life forever. I did the work, which I'm sharing some of the pieces with you guys today. I'm gonna share that with you. I became aware of my patterns and what was holding me back. I began forming new habits and new beliefs I learned to finally forgive myself and those in my past. And I gave purpose to my pain and began rewriting my story and my sense of self transformed. This is power, you guys. And you have the power to change your present circumstances and your outcome too. Pain is inevitable, but suffering is a choice. When you decide to take a stand, and take control of your thoughts and your behaviors and really start taking control of your life, your confidence will skyrocket too, just like mine did. I loved and valued myself for the first time in my life. And because I started showing up differently, I started attracting different kinds of people in my life. I started to attract people who loved and respected me for who I was. And this is when I met Dave. I attracted a relationship with a man that was aligned to my new higher sense of self. And I got to relearn what it meant to be in a relationship, how to trust again, how to love again, and how to speak up for my needs no matter what and still be accepted. I could finally be seen, like really seen. I was free to say what I needed and it was safe to rock the boat. And I mean, it certainly hasn't always been easy, but without the work that I had done on myself prior, it it would have been impossible. So now we've been growing together and supporting each other and dreaming together for four years. And we're engaged to be married. Mm -hmm. Yay! (laughs) And and Dave and my son, Dylan, they have a beautiful relationship as well. Mm -hmm. Like I literally attracted my perfect man. I couldn't have dreamed of a better outcome.
0: It's amazing. amazing. And yeah, thank you. Thank you. Um, you know, the. I was going to say, go ahead. I, I was going to say your, um, you know, the beginning of your story brought me to tears. And, and what you said is so true that a shattering is a shattering and that most of us mm-hmm. haven't yet Bend on to your knees, you will be at some point that incredible shattering is, is life-changing and heart-wrenching. And I appreciate you being so honest and open and authentic with your struggles, with your, you know, with your shattering. It's not something that a lot of people open to. And what I always teach, and it sounds like you do too, is the idea that You know what hurts you is also the healer you had to go into the depths of your soul in order to find your voice in order to find your worthiness and then look at your life now it's not magic it's called work but it's worth it yes yeah so I yeah sorry um yeah well we want to say something well I was just going to say like you
1: know, that's just it, like, sometimes, uh, maybe this sounds cliche, but, you know, it's, it's like the phoenix rising, like, you, you, sometimes you have to, like, burn it all down, Mm -hmm. and, like, hit rock bottom, before you can really rise up, and say, you know, before you're ready to like really take that stand for yourself and grow and thrive and, you know, really turn it all around. And, but the thing is, is like, I could have stayed there. I could have stayed in my pain. I could have continued with the, the destructive patterns of drinking and, and all of that. But I chose something different and the life that I've created now, none of it happened by chance. none of it. I actively had to create a new life for myself. I like, I had to make a choice to stand up to my inner critic, Mm -hmm. my inner bully and say no more. You know, I've had enough and I committed to me no matter what. Right. And, and that's what like creating this whole change is all about. It's about standing up for yourself Right. And just claiming your right to to live a better life.
0: Right. Yeah. I think it's what you said. It's like, instead of being invisible, it's becoming visible, but it's not about becoming visible to the world. It's about becoming visible to yourself first and foremost. Yes. So how does shattering and this growth and this life-changing experience that you've, you know, over the years that you've gone through, how does this inform what, with um, what you do with clients every day?
1: Well, um, you know, my, my story and my experience is, is what inspired what I do today. And, and so when I'm working with clients, you know, I, I go back to my old self and I remember being there. And so I can feel and I feel that compassion and identify with them and, and speak to them from that place um, because that's what I think we need when we're in that place is someone who can really see us and understand us in that moment and, and help to lift us up. And so um, I take all the lessons that I've learned through my experience and, and share them with my clients openly, raw, to full transparency. Like, here's what, here's what right. I did. Here's how it worked for me. This was my experience. And, and you can do the same. And, and I right. believe, right. I believe in them fully.
0: Mm-hmm. It reminds me of the term, um, the wounded healer, you know, the mm-hmm. wounded healer is one that has that knows pain that knows her limitations that knows her old beliefs that have been, has been through the eye of the storm and then comes out of it in order to help somebody else through that same or similar pain and to mm-hmm. me that is the greatest healer the one that who has been to her knees and shattered because you want to be you want to you want to um, get help i believe that we want to get help from somebody who understands our story and yeah. it sounds like that yeah. has just been, and that has informed your whole, the whole work that you do because you, yeah. you get it. It's beautiful. Yeah. It's beautiful. So what would you say to a woman? I mean, you've, you've, I think you already kind of said it, but what would you say to a woman who is standing in the eye of the storm? Divorce has been um, described as sometimes worse than death because yeah. death is a clear cut loss but divorce is, is filled with betrayal, abandonment, beliefs, like uh, so many different things because, and also you have to live with that person if you have children. And so really what would you say to a woman standing in the eye of the storm, so lost and broken and on her knees?
1: Yeah, um, first, first of all, I would say that you are not alone. I just, I remember feeling so alone going through this. And, you know, yeah, I had my mom to talk to, but I felt like, you know, she couldn't understand, you know, what I was going through because she hadn't experienced it. Um, But I, I think it's really, really important to know that you are not alone, that there are other women out there who have been through this and who can support you, who can hold you and guide you and lift you up through this. You do not have to go through this alone. Um, And then, and then secondly, I, I would, I would say, you know, you are stronger than, you know, and you will make it through this. There is an end to this, And and on the other side, you can create so much love and life and joy on the other side of this. You can make it through this. You will make it through this.
0: That's beautiful, beautiful. And I think it's true what you said is that, you know, when we go through these, you know, on our knees moments, we do feel so alone. So many of my clients, Mm -hmm. that's the main theme is that I feel lonely. I feel alone. And that's when you look up and you realize that so many other people feel the same way. And so I think that's, I think you hit it. Number one is that you are not alone. It's beautiful, beautiful. Yeah. And you talk a lot about unwavering confidence. Um, what does that mean to you, and and what does it look like, like day to day? What does unwavering confidence look like?
1: Yeah, so I think when you say that, the the, the image that comes to my mind is, you know, like Wonder Woman okay. with her hands on her hips and her cape flying. I don't even know if she had a cape. Did she have a cape? <laughs> At any rate, she's you know they're standing very strong and proud, and you know we think that that's what we have to be every day to be confident. And that's really not it. Um, maybe that, that is, there's some of that for sure. And we're doing that on the inside, but that's not really what it looks like on the outside necessarily. Um, you know, for me, everything that I do with clients is all about building a foundation first of self-care in order to build self-love and self-trust. Um, I believe that when you can commit to a self-care routine where you're showing up for yourself every single day, no matter what, that's gonna really help to build that self-trust um, more than anything. Uh, because if you if you can't show up for yourself, who, who else are you gonna show up for, right? So if you're showing up for yourself first and foremost every single day, you're gonna build that self-trust. And then with doing that, you're also filling your tank and you're gonna feel better and and you're gonna love yourself more. And when you're when your tank is full, that's you're you're more confident. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I just I believe that self-care is the key foundational piece to building up that unwavering. Confidence, and then also the other piece to that is is awareness itself. It's all about self awareness and and knowing that once you're aware, you can um, control your responses, and so you're not so emotionally reactive, and that builds a ton of confidence as well. Like knowing, you know what, I can handle. Any situation, because I'm not a victim to my thoughts anymore. I'm not a victim to my emotions anymore, and and that is really empowering to to know that you can go into any situation with that kind of self awareness and control.
0: It's very true. I mean, I you talk about foundation, and really, that's it's like you wouldn't build a home on sticks. You know, you have to have that foundation of a home and. And you are your own home and you need to build your own foundation in order to go out into the world with that, you know, that wonder woman type of confidence. It's not magic. As we said before, it does take standing for yourself. And I love the, I like the second you said foundation, I, I thought of like a woman in her body, right? Like fully embodied and feeling rooted and grounded inside herself. it makes you very visible Mm -hmm. and that brings confidence. Yeah. That's beautiful. Right. Yeah. And it's, and it's it's this inner strength. mm -hmm. I'm sorry. I said, I feel like we speak the same language.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think we do too. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. And it's, it's, it's all about the inner strength. You know, it's, it's not necessarily this outward appearance of, you know, hello world. Here I am. It's, it's, sometimes that's for some people that's a really quiet still confidence and other people you know other people it is an outward it presents itself as an outward confidence but the important part is the inward solidity of I know who I am and what I stand for and and just grounding yourself in that
0: Yeah, very much so. Very much. So, you know, along those lines, you think about as, as a woman goes through a divorce, she has feelings of disempowerment possibly, or maybe most of her life she's felt disempowered. And, and as you said, you were attracting people around you that treated you the way you thought you should be treated because that's how you felt about yourself. What is your advice or opinion um, for a woman who is, looking to shift and, and in the throes of the shift, feeling and working on her disempowerment, but also feeling like those around her are not supporting her. They are not seeing that light that's turning on inside of her. Mm -hmm. Find your people.
1: Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) You've got to find your people. Um, Yeah. As you grow, you're going to outgrow people you're gonna outgrow friends, you're gonna outgrow um, those people and that's okay. That's healthy. You need that because, um, you know, I feel like our relationships, they really do mirror what is on the inside. And, And if you've been mirroring this or you've been living this idea of, you know, I'm not enough and playing small, the people in your life are, are going to continue to perpetuate that, um, and and so I guess I would encourage you to to find some groups, seek out people who are are doing and living the way that you want to be living and doing the things that you want to be doing, so so you can start surrounding yourself in a more positive environment because we don't just. Um, What do I wanna say here? We don't change our life by shifting our minds. We change our minds by changing our life. Like we, we actually, by changing our life and taking action is how we change our thoughts and our beliefs. We don't change our life by changing our mind first. That's harder, right? Does that make sense?
0: Yeah. What I'm saying there. Yeah. It's like a light bulb went off. I mean, it's, it's totally true. Like you have to show the universe that you're ready for change by shifting your life. Yeah. And then your mind follows. It's very true. I love it. I love that. I can see it. That's great. So in addition to disempowerment, um, what are the other emotional issues that you find in your practice that you deal with? Um, when women and men overcome divorce? Like what, what main emotions do you deal with? Um, you mean like prior to the shifting? So, yeah, or going through, like if someone comes to work for you, with you and they're, they're mm-hmm. having, you know, a, I'm, I'm assuming a slew of emotional issues yeah. or emotions that go with divorce. What do you find like most often are the main emotions?
1: Um, yeah, so I think it's typically a lot of worthiness issues that come up after divorce. Um, I I find that divorce tends to really, as you said, disempower, but also to like, all of a sudden, like, have these feelings of like, I'm not good enough, Mm. um, feeling like a failure, uh, because they had, they, they made this commitment they had this dream of this family and, and they feel like they failed at that. And so they feel I'm not good enough. I can't do this again. And maybe they don't, or maybe, maybe their uh, marriage, they chose, they chose a bad partner for them. And they feel like I don't trust myself to make good choices moving forward in selecting a new partner. Um, You know, I find that a lot. And then, what else? Um, lots, lots of fear, lots and lots of fear in, in moving forward. Um, but that's where, I mean, again, going right back to that, that centeredness and, and to that foundation of learning to trust yourself again, that's where that becomes, becomes key. Absolutely. It becomes power, um, like the pivotal point of moving forward.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I'm sure, as I said, there's so many emotions that come up. Like you said, you're living, you have this ideal of what your life looks like and it switches, which is with every trauma, tragedy, transition. Like you're going along, and that's the definition of a transition or a tragedy or trauma is that you're going along a path and the path switches. So now you have to deal with the emotions as you transition in that. But along those lines, you know, there's, I said it in my intro. Um, many times we grow from trauma, we grow from tragedy and it always bothers me when I say that because, because, and I want to know your opinion. Like I also want to grow from a place of joy. You know, we don't always have to grow from like I'm on my knees and life is, you know, just brought me down. And I also want to say like, life is so joyous. I'm going to grow even more. So, you know, I know when you deal with women, you deal with probably like I'm on my knees kind of situations. But what is your opinion about growing from tragedy and change versus growing from joy? I think, yes. So, tragedy
1: on your knees is obviously like, yes, we can. There's only play. Uh, the only way to go from there is up, right? <laughs> and it's very inspiring to move away from pain. True. But one thing that we can do to grow from a place of joy is is to figure out what do we really want, and start moving towards that versus running away from the pain. We we have to find gratitude for all the stuff in our past and be so grateful for all of those lessons, all of our growth, everything we've learned and gained along the way. And then from that, create a super clear vision of what we're creating now. What are we creating? What do I really want? And then start moving towards that. Start taking courageous action towards that. when you step into your, your courage, that's when you're going to grow. Because we don't grow when we're comfortable, right? Mm-hmm. If you're feeling just kind of stuck and mundane and like everything's fine, la-di-da, but there's nothing really exciting happening either, go out and do something that scares you. Right. Because you're going to experience some growth from that. And, and, and do it find something that, that is exciting and, and that is moving you closer and closer to your dreams. That's my idea of growing in joy is what do I really want? And then taking that courageous action and moving towards
0: that. Great. It's very inspiring. Um, and I, I would like to hear personally, maybe if you could tell us, you know, what do you do every day that brings you inner joy and makes you feel soul centered? Like that, spurs you to grow and do that in our work and be courageous?
1: Yeah. um, Well, I, I focus back every day on my why. Mm.
0: Um,
1: And I I think your why is super, super important, figuring out what you want to do and and knowing why you want to do that. Um, So when when my work is hard, when I'm struggling to step out and, and share my story because sharing my story for the first time was really scary. Um, I was so afraid of all the judgment, but as soon as, as soon as I got back and connected back with my why about who I could help, it didn't matter anymore. That judgment didn't matter because I was connected with my why and that's what centers me, you know, and my why is, is helping other women to, to really thrive and, and find their joy in life. But my why is also my family. Um, I, I, want to, I want to model for my son what living an authentic, courageous life is really like. I don't want my son to ever settle. I want him to live his best life and the only way he's going to know how to do that is by me modeling it.
0: Right? Right? You are a courageous role model. I can feel it and you I know your our listeners can't see you, but I can see you personally and I can feel your passion and your your brave-heartedness from, you know, all the way across Zoom. Um, but it's, it's quite a journey that you've been on and I so appreciate you sharing your authenticity and your rawness and your truth with us today, Michelle, it's just been an honor, an honor. Yeah. Thank you. Um, maybe you could tell us how to find you, your website or any information.
1: Well, I mostly live on Facebook these days. <laughs> um, so you can find me on Facebook um, under Michelle Pegues. My last name is spelled P-E-G-U-E-S. Um, you can also email me at Michelle at FamilyTreeEnergy.com.
0: Great. Wonderful. Thank you so much. And you know what? Oh, what? <laughs>
1: you, can even, you can even text me. I would be thrilled to let your listeners just have one-on-one access to me. Awesome. How about that? I don't know why I just got inspired (laughs) to do that. I'm going to share my phone number. (laughs) My phone number is 720-662-5911. And if you want to reach out to me because you're feeling alone and and you just need someone to, to hear you, I'm happy to be here for you.
0: Nice. Nice. Thank you so much, Michelle. Thank you. And thank you all. Thank you for, for having me. Thank you. Thank you for listening today. And if you liked what you heard and you want to share, please feel free to give us a five-star rating and share with your friends. My feeling is... That we all need each other that we all cannot do this alone we need a community we need a village we were not meant to do this work alone so you can reach us on all social media outlets joining our facebook group liking our page and learning more about us at www.mysoulcentereded.org don't forget to head over to our website to pick up your complimentary copy of creative kaddish An ancient Kabbalistic ritual that will inspire and empower you in becoming a guardian of your loved one's story and support you in your grieving process and provide a unique way to honor your loved one. And of course, don't forget your complimentary program, Own Your Power, a seven-day program where you will learn to utilize some of our most trusted tools in consciously and effectively transforming the afternoon of life into a most meaningful, purposeful, and inspirational time of your life. So again, thank you so much for joining us today and we will see you next time. Namaste.